up to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off. Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh! They're actually monkeys fighting robots! You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots and on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 42nd episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. It's Wednesday. How are you doing? I'm super excited about today's show. We have actor Patrick Wilson on the line. I saw Southpaw on Monday, and I'm still pumped today. We will talk about that in the second half of the show. But first, we have a special contest going on at Monkeys Fighting Robots. We have teamed up with SuperheroStuff.com to win you a trip for two to New York Comic Con. How awesome is that going to be? You're going to open up your email and be like, listen, I just won two tickets, airfare, hotel, and some spending cash to go to New York Comic Con. All you have to do is go to our website, MonkeysFightingRobots.com, and click on the green blinking banner that says win a trip to New York Comic Con and register. I'm still thinking about that email. That email. I, that, I want to talk to that person that gets the email. It's like, hey, I just won. And you're just like, bam. Patrick Wilson is a busy man lately. The St. Pete native is in the second season of Fargo coming out this fall. He's working on The Conjuring 2, The Enfield Poltergeist. Next year, he stars opposite of Michael Keaton in The Founder, The Story of McDonald's. That should be interesting. Patrick also has a Western horror film coming out. Uh, you had me at Western horror film. It's called Bone Tomahawk. It stars Kurt Russell, Matthew Fox, Sean Young, and David Arquette, as well as Patrick Wilson. And Mr. Wilson has plenty of nerd connections as he was Night Owl 2 in Watchmen. He was also in The A-Team, Prometheus, and Space Station 76. And I don't know how deep you go in the Patrick Wilson mythos, but on Netflix right now, there is a movie called Stretch. I would highly recommend it. It's one of those, it's one of those films that you just put on and you enjoy. Patrick is here today to talk about his latest film, Jack Strong, an espionage thriller that comes out this Friday in theaters and video on demand. Patrick, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, no problem. Your new film, Jack Strong, comes out this Friday. What drew you to the project? Well, outside of my wife, who's Polish, um, <laughs> you know, that was, uh, we've been going to Poland, we've been married 10 years, been going to Poland for quite a bit, and her father was one of the founding members of Solidarity. So for me, I've been, it's been a real learning lesson in, in, in Eastern European history, which is something that I didn't, you know, outside of high school, didn't know much about. And so when this movie came up, and it was just, it was an amazing story, a very, very revered director over there, and I knew that, okay, the Americans speak, you know, English 
although I speak Polish in the movie as well. You've got the Poles speaking Polish and the Russians speaking Russian. I thought it was going to be a fascinating uh, movie just just like that, just in principle. Um, and then when I realized what the story was about Richard Kuklinski, who was a guy that actually ended up dying in Tampa when he passed away in Tampa, lived his latter years in Tampa. Um, but he had a, a, a Polish colonel who sold more secrets than anybody to the U.S. about uh, Russia, and some would go so far as to say prevented World War III, and I felt like it was a story that most people in America didn't know. And um, I thought the symbolism between somebody fighting for freedom and getting their country back was uh, was certainly uh, a metaphor for for now and for anybody that, that, that believes in where their country should go. So that was pretty much the big reason why I did it. It was just an unbelievable story, and to be a part of it and with this great Polish director and other actors, you know, was uh, was quite the treat. And you mentioned that you filmed on location in Poland. What was it like recreating the Cold War there? Well, you know, the thing about Warsaw specifically is about seventy-five percent of that city was destroyed after World War Two, and uh, and so the buildings that were built when when you know, unlike Krakow or some of the other very you know very Eastern European old 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 looking cities, you know, Warsaw really became under Russian rule, so a lot of the buildings still there, you know, look like they were, I mean, they were, you know, built by the Russians. So there's still a very much, you know, you look around, the architectural feel of, of the Soviet bloc is, is there in a lot of buildings. So you put that with the cold and some pasty guys with mustaches and speak Russian, <laughs> you're, uh, you're right back in it. This is an espionage film. What are the elements that make up a good espionage film? You know what's interesting is you've seen every kind of espionage movie. I think for me, I think what's fascinating is the inner struggle of the guy. What you know, it's one thing to go through it and have the, all the camera movement, and the music, and you know the little tricks of who's tricking who. But when you get into why people do it, you know, I think to me that's what sets movies apart. When you when you when you look at um, some of the great spy thrillers and even the the action oriented spy thrillers, it's it's the private moments with, with the main actors that I think are what, what sell the movie, because then you see what's at stake. And this guy had his, his family and his kids at stake, and so it's not just about let me you know hiding these documents and you know where the drop-off is and, oh, you almost got caught. It's not just that. You have to see what's at stake, and I think that's what the movie does very well. What was the biggest difference between shooting an international film like Jack Strong compared to working on films in the States? I mean, I hate to sound silly, but really, just the language. I mean, it's all it's it's all the same. They have a very, you know, long and rich history. It's there's a lot of <laughs> Europe that we don't get to see a lot of, you know, European films unless you seek them out. But it's it's it was exactly the same. My wife and I used to joke like, "Wow, they even dress similar to who, what department? Like the costume people dress, you know, dress like, you know, the wardrobe people, the PAs dress the same. You know, it was really just." identical. I mean, I can't, you know, with the exception of obviously the language. I mean, it was really a very, uh, very similar situation. So I felt very much at home. The trailer for the second season of Fargo came out yesterday. Can you talk about your character? Yes. It looks pretty great, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, uh, it was one of those amazing experiences that, uh, you know, they don't come around a lot when you get that kind of writing, whether it's on a film or a TV show or a play or whatever. I mean, it's uh, um, 
you know, we knew we had the support of last year and both critical and fan support, and rarely do those two meet, you know. And so when you had that going in, and we were just about to start shooting when they won the Globe, um, so you really felt like, and because we're a whole new cast, it gave us a sense of confidence versus a sense of, oh, gosh, I hope we better live up to it. Like, it is what it is. You know, we're all new actors, and this is our first go at Fargo. So um, I think for me personally, when you see, you know, I love Keith Carradine. I've known, you know, I've been watching him for years and even knew him like 20 years ago. So um, he has such a, a, a grace and an earnestness and a, and a, and, and, and a soul that you wanted to see where, how, you know, and he, when he talked about this massacre in Sioux Falls, you wanted to see how much it, it, it cost him. And so it's a, it's a different Lou from that perspective. It's a Lou right out of the Army, or the Navy rather, and how much of a, uh, how much the war's taken its toll on him and to come home and find out that this country is not what he wanted. It's, it's not what he left. And he's, he's concerned about the morality of this country. So it's a, you know, he's, he's, he's got a little more fight, you know. So it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic group of people. How is Bruce Campbell's Ronald Reagan? <laughs> ah, Bruce, <laughs> I have one of the uh, one of the at least shooting wise. I have no idea what anything looks like, but but shooting it, it was one of the most fun. When I read it, I said, "You've got to be kidding me!" That's how uh, that's how I get to meet Ronald Reagan. It was pretty great. So I'm going to leave it at that. But Bruce is, uh, I mean, come on, the guy's fantastic. So to have him come play with us for a bit was 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 pretty great. It's pretty, it's pretty special. And you're also, are you currently filming The Founder right now? I just wrapped The Founder, yeah. We, um, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I went down to Atlanta. Um, that's a really unbelievable story. I mean, Michael Keaton has been one of my heroes, I mean, honestly, for when I was a kid, you know, certainly growing up, that was, he was, he set the template for, for me, actors in the late 80s that, that could do it all and do it all on a big level. Um, so to get the chance to work with him and, uh, and back with John Lee Hancock, who I did the Alamo with, um, a while ago, you know, was, a, was, I just, was a real treat. So, um, that's an unbelievable story really of, of Ray Kroc and, and the takeover of McDonald's and how McDonald's became what it is. So it's, um, it's a pretty fair assessment. It's pretty cool to see how, how, how that shakes down. I'll, I'll leave that alone, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's it's a pretty interesting movie. It was it was, and he'll be unbelievable as as expected. Patrick, my time is up. Best of luck with Jack Strong. Thanks, man. Good talking to you. That was Patrick Wilson. His film Jack Strong will be in theaters and video on demand this Friday. I would like to call myself a boxing film aficionado. I want to say that I've seen all the Rocky films in upwards of 500 plus times. So I know what it takes. And I know that Rocky won, which won an Academy Award, is an amazing product compared to Rocky IV where he fights the Russian. But I love Rocky IV because he wrote the fights the Russian. Out today is Southpaw. And Southpaw is an epic boxing film I it just I just blown away I came out of theater I was like yeah I'm gonna go like start training I want somebody to punch me in the face 
And there's only a few movies that come along every once in a while where you get so amped up where you're like, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to, you know, do something nice for the world. I'm going to drive my car. No, I hate those movies. Those movies are worse. But I love those movies too. You come out of the movie theater and you're like, I just saw the most amazing film. I'm going to drive my car really fast. No, that's bad. That's bad. But there's films that inspire you. And Southpaw is one of those films. I would highly recommend going to monkeyspiderrobots.com. I mean, it's our website. But Dewey Singleton and Felix Albuerne are two movie critics. They come from two different opposite sides of the world. But they do an amazing job breaking down these films. So both of those reviews are up there now. Go to monkeyspiderrobots.com. Check them out. And leave comments. Give us some feedback. Tell, tell us what you liked and what you didn't like about the film. But for me, the overwhelming feeling in Southpaw is that it was real. I don't know if you saw Birdman. The film won Best Picture last year. Birdman is all about these monologues and being an actor and actors acting in front of actors on top of acting and just so much overacting to where the movie I guess for some people is amazing but for me it was an inside joke with Hollywood of like oh look these are the superhero movies and we're going to overact and we're going to do these acting things and we're going to have these great monologue and it's all about capturing these monologues because I want to win an award Southpaw is a real film almost to the point where I was sitting there like okay here it comes here comes a Rocky moment and it never shows up but that didn't make me not like the film it made me appreciate the film for what it was you know there was a gentleman in the film that's a boxer and his life falls apart and then he has to put his life back together and it's just a you know and and shit happens and it's that journey from point A to point B and the people that are involved in it and how it gets back there and it's amazing. The cast is brilliant. Got Jake Gyllenhaal as Billy Hope, Rachel McAdams. She's having a good year. Southpaw, True Detective, Forrest Whitaker. I think hands down he needs to win a Best Supporting Actor for his role in Southpaw. Una Lawrence as the daughter. Oh, she had some heavy lines that she had to deliver, and she threw him down with the best of them. The only weak link in the chain that is Southpaw is 50 Cent. But they did limit his roles. And you did feel when he showed up that that's the devil. He's the devil. 50 Cent's the devil in this film. All all this stuff that where you, you limited 50 Cent role, how you edit the film, how you make it feel real, is all thanks to Antonio Fuqua. He's best known for Training Day. I love him for King Arthur. But the way this film was shot and the use of music and the different angles, and there was so much emotion the whole entire time. And you never got bored in this film. You just it started and you rode the ride until it was done. And then you came out of the theater and you're like, I want to go into a boxing match. And we'd probably all get beat up in a boxing match because I have never boxed before. They did play hockey. So, I mean, I'm used to getting punched in the face. But that's not here or there. The, the film is amazing. What I want you to do is I want you to go see it this weekend or tonight and just shoot me a tweet going like, hey, Matt, 
thumbs up, thumbs down, Oscar worthy, non Oscar worthy. Give me that feedback because this is where this is a film that's going to get some Oscar consideration. And I would like to see who you're thinking. And this is where, for me, I was having Jake Gyllenhaal's character. He's a punchy boxer. So he kind of comes off dumb. And I'm like, I, I, I know he's acting, but it's, you're like, oh, he's coming off dumb. Just fix your shit. But he's, dumb, you know, so I had a hard time with him being like, oh, he's an amazing actor in this. But then I was like, wait a second. I didn't like him because he was doing these dumb-witted things and this and that and the way he was talking. But that's not how he talks. This is how an actual real boxer would talk that has been punched in the face for 44 fights. Again, the film is real. Go see it. Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no! Once again, there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show. Follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. You can look at all our silly photos on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Sardo. The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Also, if you have a chance, rate our show on iTunes. If you have an Android device, listen to our show on Stitcher. There is also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the world, plus the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. There are so many people that made the 42nd episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots a success. We just had the Jackie Robinson episode. Oh, man. Chills. Special thanks to Patrick Wilson for calling the Monkeys Fighting Robots hotline. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed the Monkeys Fighting Robot logo. Are you a monkey or are you a robot? The staff at Visual Realm built our website and keeps us up and running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, thank you for joining us for this episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. savings on new and previously leased furnishings. That's right, huge savings. At Court Furniture Clearance Center, choose from our wide variety of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. You'll find sofas from $199.99 and more. Everything in our 9,000 square foot showroom is Court certified, guaranteed, and in stock. Ready for delivery or to take home today. Visit our Chandelier Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.